Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars Rewards. You must be 21 or older. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network, powered by Omaha Audio. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Thursday morning. Spaghetti and meatballs here, fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this disaster of a show. And joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss. Martin, are we good? I mean, we battled and battled and battled on Tuesday with, on behalf of uh, Beyonce and on behalf of Taylor Swift. You know what? I did some research and I think we're both wrong. These aren't big tours after all. Neither of them are big tours. So um, we both oh. take the L. Okay. See, here's the thing. We're good. <laughs> okay. But I just want to list starting off with two people. Camille, Laura, who's pregnant? Both Jasmine's, Brianna, Semhar, Marielle, who's in the other room, Miranda, Pamela, Damon, and Darian, all of whom I know, punched their passport to go see Beyonce in Europe, and none of whom had anything to say about it on social media. Now, Wait a minute. Both Jasmines? I, I didn't know. Shaq, I'm, I'm surprised by both Jasmines. Both I don't this know. This isn't a ridiculous. Girlfriend, Alexa, you're right there in track. All of them. I see you all posting your <laughs> this little is the equivalent. This- all of that. It doesn't it doesn't negate that that's true, but it's the same as when I say nobody in Southern California cares about the Anaheim Ducks. And then I get a dozen of tweets from people, a dozen or so tweets saying like, I'm a Ducks fan. So you're wrong there. It's like you get what I'm talking about. I'm not saying Beyonce (laughs) doesn't have any fans. I'm not saying that she's wildly popular. I'm saying she's not as popular as this insane Feet, a generational phenomenon that is the Taylor Swift thing that has consumed <laughs> our society. That's all. The best point that <laughs> I think I've we're heard, back in it. The we're best back point in I've it. Heard yep. That makes actually the most sense is that Taylor Swift is much more family friendly. Like people are taking their kids to see Taylor Swift, and people are not taking their kids to see Beyonce. And I think that might okay. actually that's a more logical than the two Americans. Well, that's what I was saying with my wife who didn't give a crap about Taylor Swift crying at the concert the other day. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's Beatles esque a little bit. I think what, I think what you want to hear Martin is what you're, what you seek in this debate is an acknowledgement that Beyonce is more talented than Taylor Swift. I don't know enough about either to really say one is a tick better than the other. Either way, that's not the discussion here. Who's more popular? That's all. Two and a half men is it's not an indictment. I that Larry right. Sanders show isn't as popular as two and a half men was. I think Larry Sanders show is infinitely funnier. We're all we're Better gauging quality. is popularity. Two and a half men is well, more listen, popular. I'm willing, I'm willing to give Martin popularity and that she's uh, more talented. Uh, if we can move on. And I know this is my fault for bringing it up, but go ahead, Martin. One more thing. The one thing I would say, last time that somebody was talking stuff and compared Taylor Swift to Beyonce like this, Kanye West lost his mind. So we have to, we're trading down. <laughs> I mean, it, it, this right. is the slipperiest of all slopes because who knows? Let's see where Kanye that. weighs in on it. Yes, exactly. I think Sheck is just pissed because Beyonce uh, canceled her Pittsburgh date, but I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. We'll get to the bottom yeah, of that. Yeah, that was weird. I still don't know exactly what that was about, but unusual. Yeah. All right. Listen, uh, it doesn't matter because Billy Walter's book is out and that's going to be the most popular thing um, going. Sports gambling legend 
You guys heard of this Billy Walters? This is this guy. There's really for sports gamblers, there's this guy and there's no one else really in terms of uh, being successful, measuring success. Maybe Harry, maybe it's Billy Walters and Harry. I would say just those two. But his uh, book is out and uh, I pre-ordered it. It comes out in a couple of weeks, but excerpts are already leaking. And one of them, the big one, is that Phil Mickelson bet more than a billion dollars over the last three decades and allegedly asked Walters to place a bet for him on the Ryder Cup. Now, if this was the NFL, he would be uh, eliminate, eliminated immediately. But again, I guess he's just like sent to the live tour. I don't know what happens with these guys when they screw up, but a billion dollars check. That's something. I, you know, I, I heard about six months ago, somebody said, wait until you see what's in this Billy Walters book about Phil Mickelson, because uh, as you may have heard on minus three, it's one of Kevin Hench's favorite subjects is talking about Mm -hmm. uh, the live tour and how he has great disdain for it. Um, And so people started dropping me lines about what this is wild stuff. If I understand correctly. So Phil Mickelson spent a billion dollars to improve the lifestyle of Clarence Thomas. So I'm like, I, there's these stories are coming together somehow. It's unclear to me. The one thing I like is that this sounds bad. You can't, you know, we've talked about betting on your own team, betting on yourself, all that kind of stuff. I legitimately, I would lean into this. I I know it sounds like I'm kidding around. He, Phil Mickelson should be like, that's right. And great news, live tour. You can bet on yourself now. Why can't we bet on ourselves in this live tour? We're the outlaw league now. Let's just lean into that all the way. I think I, I always say that these, these, uh, these skins games, things of Mahomes V whoever, like put up $2 million of your your own money. money. It'd be way more fun. Mm -hmm. Let the live tour if we're giving you $50 million to be on our tour, how about you give some of it back and put it into a pool and bet on yourself? I think that would and be especially very golf. Yeah. It'd be yeah, awesome. Especially golf. That's what these guys do. The Michael Jordans of the world. That's what makes it any bit of it interesting that they're backing themselves. Right. So why not at the highest level, but Martin, a billion dollars. I saw it as like a lot. And I was like, well, you could ping pong a billion dollars in a lot of different ways. It's not a lot of money. You could bet you could bet ping pong, actually, uh, and for 200 million uh, on a given weekend. I'm just speaking about myself. Well, no, I know that because sometimes when you go back and look at the amount that you've wagered over 30 days, you know, if you got one of the, yeah. that option, you can go look and it's like, wait, hold, like when, how? But you never actually yeah, had yeah, it yeah. in your hands at one period of time, mm-hmm. right? You win some, you lose some, you give some back. But I did not really spend forty thousand dollars a month gambling. Right, just sort of spent forty thousand dollars a month gambling. But it's when you're on the apps, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but when you're on the apps out of state, you can't do it in California. But so they'll remind you. They're like, hey, just a heads up, you have uh, bet um, six hundred dollars in the last forty five minutes, and I'm like, that's it. That doesn't seem right. No, it's more than that. Go back and check. I want to. I want to recount there. I need a second opinion. But go Bill Mickelson. One of my. But, but, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Martin. One of my favorite apps is the Action Network app, right? Because you can track your bets in there, and it has like green right. circles and red circles and so on. From the excerpt that we've seen of some of these Bill Mickelson things, the one about the Ryder Cup, especially, it seemed like the United States had a green circle. Like they were going, trending on winning, and then Phil like made a mistake again. I'm not a, not chapter and verse first in this, but Phil made Phil cost them the win and cost himself also some money. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. Wow. So that's fun. That's what Sheck's talking about. Yeah, he has to wear it. Hey, his boob enlargement ain't paying for itself. He's got to make some. <laughs> got to make Whoa. some money somehow. 
I think that um, what would be great is though, for real. I mean, okay, the Ryder Cup stuff is would would be dark if it you know if he, if he tanked it or whatever. But that aside, again, golf individual, he's allowed. He's a multimillionaire. He yeah. can bet as much as he wants. I think he should say like, yeah, that's right. So what? Uh, what's the what's the problem here and say by the way uh-huh. i'm gonna announce right now two hundred and fifty thousand dollars at 50 to 1 on calvin ridley to win comeback player of the year take that i think that would be oh i think that's what he should do i think i just wow own it right right well we're gonna hit comeback player of the year in a minute that's an interesting i hadn't thought of calvin ridley that makes sense uh but uh yeah to put a pin in this mickelson thing i think we talked about it when mickelson's numbers came out originally i don't think it was a billion dollars but the one bad thing and i'm all about leaning into a check but the one bad thing is the old lady your wife or your husband if you're betting a lot of money you can never turn them down if they ask for like a girl's weekend in tahoe or something right it's like okay you bet a billion dollars over the last 30 years. Have a girls weekend. We can, uh, you can, uh, you, can you and the girls can uh, go ski the slopes known as my uh, my my gigantic bosoms. Go there, do, do That's that. That's right. That's what he should <laughs> you do. Know, I so feel like with, you- I don't know why I should like Phil more because I think we're exactly the same age. We're lefties. We're, we have uh, big tits and we have uh, crippling gambling addiction. I don't know why I don't like this guy more. Go ahead, Martin. Maybe you see yourself in the mirror a little bit and wish that you were a professional. That's true. Too, to go all yeah. along with all Oh, of yeah. Things. But I wonder though, Sal, are you? Uh, is that how you get by with with the crippling gambling addiction? I know you're a responsible father, and you know your kids are going mm-hmm. to college and all of that stuff. Is that the trick? Hey, do whatever you want, wife. Have a good time. Yeah, not whatever. Not around. whatever you want. Not whatever you want. But I definitely get this gambling stuff thrown in my face uh, every now and then. It's not the greatest. It's not the. That's why I try to keep it secret. By uh, doing these podcasts. Um, let's talk about hard knocks, though. Monday, Tuesday night. Uh, I liked it, Sheck. I really did. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm going to like the first one anyway, because it it's another tentpole event where it reminds you of football is back. But um, Aaron Rodgers seems likable. And it was a love fest. It was an Aaron Rodgers love fest more than it was about the Jets, right? Oh, yeah. He didn't even play in the preseason game. But do you feel like Aaron Rodgers is likable? We've seen him in interviews where he's not that likable. We see him on McAfee. I was like, I, you know, I, I see the excer- excerpts. He doesn't come off as likable in those. He And I think he wants to be known as a weirdo. Uh, by the way, sorry, McAfee wasn't mentioned. Uh, he's a little sore. Uh, he's got the world by the balls, but uh, he's a little sore that he wasn't mentioned in the first episode of uh, Hard Knocks. But did you, did it come off that way to you that Aaron Rodgers is not a uh, weirdo prick? I yeah, I mean, I don't know how you can see it any differently. Yeah, he was the the. It, it's funny too because he's not sort of the type A personality you you kind of tend to see. Now it's funny because I guess we now see Brady sort of breezy and funny because of his social media stuff. And Peyton is over the, at least since retirement is now known only as like, Hey, he's a funny guy. Like he's a, but when they're in their primes and everything, they seem intense and all that kind of stuff. A-Rod's sort of always had more of a laid back kind of vibe about him compared to his peer group. Um, What I think it's going to result in because it's the hard knock syndrome that happens every year. Most of the time you end up watching it and you, you, you come away with like, well, this team's great. Who's going to get in their way. They're going to, they're going right. to roll this year. I think in New York city, we just talked on minus three, it'll be out um, 
at the same time this podcast is out with Nick Costos, who's the boots on the ground, New York, loves the Giants, doesn't Love like Nick. the Giants, the Jets, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I said, like, you know, is is this going to be a perfect storm? Are Phil Mickelson and Jets fans just going to fall all over themselves to throw money at the Jets and every season long bet you can make, make the playoffs, go over their nine and a half wins, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. I think they will. I think people are going to go crazy. It's happening already. They're already the most bet team. In that 36 hours or whatever it was, they became the most bet on team to win the Super Bowl on Caesars. They're uh, 16 to one. It's true. Yeah. Martin, what jumped out at you other than the uh, Crow versus Eagle confusing Robert Sala? Um, speech and maybe it was just confusing to me, but they're not the Eagles, they're the Jets. So I, I'm not sure where he was going with that. Well, first of all, so I just want to congratulate you on having the correct and right take. Yes, it was great. It's the first episode of Hard Knock. Quit crying. Yeah. Everybody needs to shut up about it's boring. I miss a hard knock journalism. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, give me this right here. This is all I want. I'm good here. All right. Wait, Second. people say it's boring. I, I really are. didn't see that. I didn't see that. Yeah. People I'm are saying, dead. I don't know where they're going with this. They're not getting a lot of footage. Really? It's all concentrating on, but I feel like any season um, premiere is, is there's going to be a lot of exposition, right? So this is kind yeah. of the same thing, right? You got to set yeah, up. I, a lot I'm of this. listening to, to likes of Mad Dog Russo talking about it. If you end in the last one, the last 10 minutes with Lee Schreiber, I just don't know what you're doing and where you're going. I'm just like, I, no. I'm sorry. I'm enjoying hmm. this. And then B, mm. of course, Aaron Rodgers comes off as likable, in part because A, he didn't really say much. And 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 look, there is nobody when he is when he's got the ball in his hands, that slow motion NFL film, and he throws mm. it like that. Dog, there's he looks so damn good throwing the ball. Some of yeah. the arm angles, some just even in training camp. I'm standing I, tall. Yep. I know what you're saying. Great in training camp, throwing the ball. I mean, you can't oh, deny. No, Martin. Oh, don't do that. Please. What have I told you? <laughs> it's a lie for your eyes. What's he going to throw like? He's an NFL QB. Of course, he looks good in slow mo. This is what and I'm they're showing about. the better the better pass. The seduction yeah, sure. of the seduction of August is happening to you now, Martin. Come on. Mm-hmm. Of course, he Six, looks good. Yeah, He's I Aaron Rodgers. I understand that Aaron Rodgers is essentially an Instagram model, right? The more he talks, the less I'm interested, right? However, that doesn't change the fact that in that bikini, he looked good. Yeah. No, he did. I, uh, You know what? Back to his personality, though. I felt like <laughs> this was the most human moment for me is when he was urging teammates and coaches to say hi to Leif Schreiber. <laughs> he's like, Oh, say hi to live. Come on. Come on. The guy just flew in on a helicopter. And by the way, they don't show the confused reactions when he gets off the plane, but, uh, because they had just met, who did some of the players, they just met method man. Right. Yeah. And so now here comes live Schreiber's like, Oh my God, who's coming off this plane. Is it Beyonce? Like, no, it's the narrator. And, uh, you know, pretty good actor, but, uh, only one that really Aaron Rodgers uh, cares about, but that was weird check that he's like trying to convince the coach. Like, will you go say hi to him? He's a shy guy. Like that to me was the most, uh, oddly human moment. I, right. That, uh, that rare air of being a high end celebrity and understanding what that feels like. Yeah. I thought I human, if you are in that elevated stratosphere, I agree. One thing on Liev Schreiber, I mean, Martin, you can apologize. Now, there have been many people over the years. Our old pal, Emma VP, 
for longtime listeners and beyond, have knocked Dave Damashek's fashion. They've said, it's a, why, why always the dark denim and then the dark pants underneath? You see what Liev Schreiber? This is what A-list. I can't remember what he wore. Devils, what he wore? That's right. That's exactly why I dressed the way I did. Uh. Because the mark of a well-dressed man, <laughs> as Bo Brummel said, is one whose clothes go unnoticed. That's exactly right. Uh. You didn't know Liev's. You don't generally notice mine. It's just kind of there. And it just enhances... The, I mean, everybody doesn't have the gift being ruggedly handsome. Schreiber and I have it. And so we're not going you know to attract oh, you from Dave, that with whatever. If you had a voice like Lee Schreiber, maybe you all could dress like that. I don't know. We should try hard knocks with Dave replacing Lee Ebb and see, see if it's better or worse. <laughs> I don't know. We won't know until we try it. Um, but I will say this. The, other, the one bit of snark I'll throw at Aaron Rodgers. Yes, if you hmm. never knew Aaron Rodgers and you'd heard some things and you watch it, you'd be like, what's his story? So cool. Also, the week or two before, he browbeat essentially hard knocks and NFL films into positioning. He's like, I don't want to do this. This sucks. Right. Why are we chosen for this? So, of course, they approached him with kid gloves because it would be bad if the guy, right. I mean, more than most seasons on hard knocks. This show is about one guy this year. It's about Rodgers this mm -hmm. year. So if he were being petulant and refusing to talk to you and you weren't playing ball his way, then you wouldn't have much of a show. And so mm -hmm. let's keep that in mind. They, they, this is, no. I'm going to give you some good stuff here. It's like, tells me like, okay, we taught, we, we sat down with Aaron and we assured him that this would be on his terms largely. A anyway, that that's my little bit of cynicism that I'll throw into the mix. You're and not he's wrong. a great guy. And also this is completely still the honeymoon phase, right. right? And maybe a little different if they lose all their preseason games. Well, when the season starts, maybe it's different if they, you know, lose to the Jets and the Cowboys and the Patriots and the Chiefs to start off, you know? So, uh, yeah, this is, I mean, it, it kind of is like a typical HBO drama. Like you have to show how rosy things are and then we present the conflict and that's where things are going to get good. Right. So I that I appreciated that part of it for sure. Um, I also was looking at comeback player of the year odds and Damar Hamlin is minus 350 to win this. Now, he's going to win. I mean, if the guy gets out of the Uber on the way to the stadium week one, he's winning. On, if, actually, before that, if he jogs out for a touchback on a preseason kickoff. He wins. But I was trying to look at these others. Disagree. If don't include. Disagree with really? that premise. I agreed Is with that it. Right. I, I agreed with it in January when we had this discussion wow. that we know he's going to win it a year from now. I kind of agree with it now. But is he in, in, an, in a practical position to do anything to draw attention? The football season, as a reminder, you forget about we can't wait for it, can't wait for it. But every mm -hmm. that around Christmas time, when you think back like, oh, man, remember when Illinois and Maryland played in late August and we were so excited for that? That seems like five years ago. That's how the DeMar Hamlin thing's going to feel. It's going to feel so long ago. You'll be like, yeah, it was a nice story, but come on. Hey. I'm going Calvin Ridley. I'm, I, I am. I'm going Calvin wow. Ridley, 50 to 1. Interesting. Me and Mickelson. That's a big one. Well, but all right. So the, these are humans that are voting on this, right? This is... um. Are they going to take the side of a guy who almost died on the field or are they going to vote for a guy who got suspended for gambling? I get it. I think you're right in the sense that why is this only minus 350? If I was right and the you know the narrative was like it's a runaway, he would be minus 1000, but I still think it's good 
I just don't think when it comes down to people voting for this, regardless of the stats that Cooper Cup puts up or Calvin Ridley, it's going to be DeMar Hamlin. But Ridley, I could see putting up good enough numbers that makes you think about it for a second. Martin, who would be your pick? I just the, the chances that it would be Calvin Ridley should be like 500,000 to one because they're not going to give a guy who was suspended for gambling comeback player of the year. I just can't buy mm. it. They gave Ray but Lewis the Super Bowl MVP the, the year removed from his mess. That's a, that they moved yeah, on from they, that they stuff. Question the integrity of the shield. That's the question. <laughs> I do like the, the idea of making of making money making money off a player who gambled and was and was punished for gambling. I do like uh, just the uh, that whole conflict there. I love Bruce it. Hall I'm telling you, Mickelson, you must do yeah. it. This is a great bet for you. <laughs> so I think it's a sleeper. Is John Mechie. Yeah. Yes. Great. Yeah. John Mechie recovered from leukemia. Mm -hmm. And per my guy, DJ Bienname, who is covering the Texans, has been lighting it up in uh, the Civil War reenactment. Such a strange uh, camp. Uh, <laughs> oh, he looks good in camp. He's a pro he football does. player and he's catching. When they throw the ball to him, he's a receiver survivor, and he catches he's it. He's a cancer survivor. I agree. Well, he's a great weird. play. Yeah. But, but, but the fact that he looks good in camp, he should. Went to Alabama. Of course. I do kind of agree with it's, Dave, though. I think the Marham is going to have to do something. Like you're going to have really? to have like three picks, you know, something out there to to have his. It can, I don't. I don't know how feel good of a feel good. I don't. I don't agree with Dave that everybody is going to remember this like they remember Illinois Rutgers on Tuesday in Maryland on in February. Mm -hmm. But I do think that in the comeback player of the year discussion, like if Russ throws for thirty touchdowns and five interceptions. It'll be like, well, DeMar Hamlin did come back, but right. look at Russell Wilson's improvement from last year. You can't, so, yeah, you wouldn't be able to it, It's exactly right. That's my thought with Calvin Ridley. If you think Tua's going to have a big year, he's kind of like in that weird spot of like, come back from what? From missing three games? Um, the Yeah, that's why this is such a weird award, right? So it's like guys who were injured, guys who were suspended, guys who almost died. Like, like Sheck, what would Mechie's... Cancer survivor Mechie's stats have to look like to beat out. I'm not even kidding here. Calvin Ridley, uh, you know, you know, gambling. Well, you know what I mean? Like, what I think would, if what they're would have to be with Right. If those two guys have roughly the same numbers, then Mechie will win mm -hmm. all day. And maybe even if he's right. close because of the story that he's a cancer survivor and it, and it's a great story that he's getting back out there after having to sit for a year after being highly touted, you know, Maybe you forget, but a couple of years ago when he was at Bama with Jamison Williams and all that, people were projecting mm -hmm. Mechie to be a stud and things got sideways for him. So every, obviously everybody's going to root for his success. Calvin Ridley, I don't know how many people are going to root for him, but if, you know, if he goes, you know, if Calvin Ridley goes 75, 80 catches, 1200 yards, 10 touchdowns and the Jags are ruling the AFC South all season that will get its own buzz and people will forget mm -hmm. about like DeMar Hamlin, who may or may not be on the field in uh, on third down situations and, and so on and so forth. Right. Is he going to be relevant in a football term in, in a football? This term? is a fascinating category. It really is because you maybe you're right by week 10, maybe DeMar Hamlin's even odds. And some of these other guys have crept up Cooper cup. So 
Uh, you mentioned Tua. He's next in line at 20 to 1. Mechie's actually also tied at 20 to 1. Lamar Jackson, 25 to 1. Russell Wilson, who just sucked, right? That's an example of a guy who sucked, was 25 to 1. And so why isn't Aaron Rodgers on this list if Russell Wilson is? Well, you know why what I mean? is why, like, what if he right. has a monster? Why is TJ Watt not on this list? He missed more games than Tua did. Come back. Yeah. He is on there. He, oh, he he, he's like eighth. He's yeah, he's after cup. He's a uh, 50 to one. But my guy's Javante Williams, because I think he'll get a lot of touches if he plays. And uh, I, I like good things for that Denver team. I don't know why. And he's but he's kind of in the middle. He wasn't suspended, um, you know, and he didn't come back from cancer. He just had a regular leg injury. Is that enough for comeback player of the year? <laughs> I um, like I like interesting. I mean, again, lean into it. If, the, if it's going to be about off the field stuff like they should they should list like as statistics 76 right. catches uh a thousand and two hundred yards survive cancer yeah. like this these are the yeah. reasons you're gonna vote for him right yeah it's a resume the reason i brought it up is we're, we're gonna look at two of these guys on hard knocks Brees hall at 25 to 1 and zach wilson is 200 to 1 i don't know what would the path have to be Shaq for zach wilson to win this award Oh, pretty clean, Rogers right? Gets hurt. Pretty clean, yeah. Old number eight there has to sit down for a little while. It'd be interesting to watch Aaron Rodgers try to take some credit for it too. Um, yeah, for Zach Wilson oh, driving. Absolutely, he like if Aaron around. Rodgers goes down, say week ten, and the Jets mm-hmm. go, the Jets are already like you know the uh, eight and you know eight and two, and then finish the rest of the season five and two. And right. Zach Wilson only throws one interception, only has one fumble. I don't know what planet this would happen on because I don't see a world in which it would, but that's yeah, how you get to come back player of the year. Right. Well, Aaron right. Rodgers, here's, here's how that happens. Aaron Rodgers is 40. And I my, my favorite mm-hmm. thing of this year, my favorite kind of like uh, reminder for everybody getting wild about these Jets is Aaron Rodgers. I think the most quotable thing he said about joining the Jets is like, huh. Eh, that uh, Namath Lombardi's looking pretty lonely over there. Like, right? You haven't played in the Super Bowl in twelve years either, man. It, it you haven't right. been to the Super Bowl in about as long as Joe Namath's last Super Bowl. I don't know who you think you are or who Jets fans think you are, but you've been on high end teams and not been to a Super Bowl since twenty ten, man. What are we? What are we talking about here? The, the, right. So I and, and he's forty. And there are like count them on one hand, guys that have good seasons at this age, no matter how great their career's been. Very few guys mm-hmm. thrive. But Aaron Rodgers, oh, he's so much better than Zach Wilson was a, a, a year ago. Okay, maybe a little bit. Also, the AFC is better <laughs> even no, than it no, was no, a year I'm, ago. I'm, I'm, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dog. You're going to, no, the Aaron Rodgers was arms, legs miles farther way so much better than Zach Wilson last year. Zach 40. Wilson was the worst starting quarterback in football last year. I'm like, just telling you he's a 40 year old man. Us. He doesn't make he's not if the idea is that Aaron Rodgers and this is the spin I keep hearing is like he doesn't have to be prime time Aaron Rodgers. He just has to be better than Zach Wilson. That's not the way it's being presented. And if he isn't if he's better than Zach Wilson, how many wins is that worth? If he's prime time MVP level Aaron Rodgers, then yeah the the uh, sky's the limit for this team. I suspect that it is going to be somewhere in between. Did you see him play last year? He wasn't good. He's going to get better a year older. I don't think so. No, but check. I, you I think you're right. I think it. I think it is going to be somewhere in between. But that could be good enough. Now it would definitely, almost definitely, be good enough in the NFC. But right. I think we're comparing it to a 49ers situation where no one seems to care who the quarterback is there. 
But that team, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, is going to go far, right? Could that be the Jets? The Jets are kind of loaded if you look at their roster, you know. Uh, so if he's just average, still has to be better than he was last year. I get what you're saying. He's 40. You fall off a cliff pretty quickly at 39, 40. But I could see him being somewhere in the middle. I could see the Jets winning 10 or 11 games, not really because of his greatness, but there they are. So then what Then what do we say about the whole thing, you know? He kind of did what he was supposed to. You know, to me. and I again, as on my recurring point, sorry, Martin, I know you want to jump in. Let me just say, I again, the Jets on a piece of paper look like, boy, that's some roster. And then you watch Hard Knocks. Like, yeah. I love the vibe here. Uh, as a reminder, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, and sure. those are just the teams they have to play twice each before you start to look at the rest of the AFC. It is rugged. It's not even an indictment oh, yeah. to say, I don't think that team's going to make the playoffs because it's, I mean, only seven teams are getting yeah, in and you already know. I, I, the, I read off their first four games. Sure. You're really it's, talking it's, about uh, three brutal. teams. You're really talking about three wild cards. If so, if the Jets yeah. don't win the division, now they're in this mm-hmm. mix and all these good teams like, boy, it's going to be, it's going to be rough. And, and again, look at their first six games and then get back to me and think how good the yep. vibes are going to be. So if they're four and two, people are going to be over there, over the moon. If they're two and four, the sky will be falling and the tough questions will start being asked and then Aaron won't like it. And the Well, that's why that. I would love Hard Knocks to check in week six for sure because right. of that you schedule. Like Go ahead, because Martin. Because of Josh Allen, right? Right? That's the reason why you would say the Bills yeah. over the Jets. And, if so you do. In, in yeah. Josh Allen's career in the last three years, he has never sniffed the MVP that Aaron Rodgers has two of the last three of Like, it's just, I, we are just, you're just rearranging history. Very much the same way Aaron Rodgers rearranged his sign. Like, no, there are a lot like, of guys yeah. that are great at 37 that aren't great by the time they're 40. That's what I'm basing it on. Josh Allen's what, 26, 28? I don't know what he is, but he's he's in the, his prime. Aaron Rodgers has passed his prime. That's all. It is pretty interesting. The top three quarterbacks in that division, you could point to a lot of negative things that happened last year, right? Josh Allen, for sure, turned the ball over more than any uh, quarterback. I like to say that because Dak threw the most interceptions, but Josh Allen turned the ball over more. We know as a running quarterback, that's probably going to slow down. We know two his problems, right? Can he stay on the field? And we've already outlined uh, Aaron Rodgers. So um, I don't know. Maybe Bailey Zappi. Maybe he's the guy to look at. Um, I do want to look at these uh, running backs here. It's interesting. Like a year ago, if I would have said to you, Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook, and uh, Ezekiel Elliott are not on teams, you'd, you'd probably be surprised. Shaq, how many of these guys sign... And does it even matter? I mean, I, I, we, I look at odds all day and I feel like, oh man, yeah, this is the problem because if Dalvin Cook signs on any team, I don't think their odds move anywhere closer to a Super Bowl win. And it's sad, but I, I think it's a real truth, right? It's funny because this is another subject uh, we hit Costos with. Do the Jets or Dolphins benefit more? And then, of course, I say, well, the Bills would benefit the most in the AFC East, just keeping it to that. It getting Dalvin Cook, which team would be the most improved would be would mm. be that one. Um, but but does it matter? Does it, it the, matter? Would you be Here's like, oh, why. my God, I, I'm going to ch- is, is it going to change your mind? In your mind, you have winners of every division. Does it is, does him going anywhere change your mind? It doesn't make much sense for Cook to go to the Jets, as far as I'm concerned, unless Brees Hall's real messed up and they don't think he's going to play mm. for the majority of the season. Otherwise, what's the point? Um I mean, the, the the question is, is any are, are any of these guys is Cook going to end up on a team? Yeah, I just you know 
running back, it's been proven over and over and over again. Training camp has zero value for those guys. They could walk in on Thursday before week one and jump out on the field and be just fine. Here are the plays we're going to run. Mm. It's an ins- you know, it's an instinctive thing. It's a, it's not, uh, you know, consumed by the playbook type of position. Um, and it'll come down to like for Zeke, I think as a as a as another guy to consider is the Zeke want to do it for the amount of money he's going to make. Why why take a beating? unless he just loves yeah. it so much and wants to thinks he can land in a good spot that might make a Lombardi run maybe, but boy, these guys are all going to be disappointed with what they are, what they get offered. Nobody's going to be happy about the amount of bank they're making. I don't think and Yeah, maybe, I, I don't know. Is cook somebody going to pay cook $10 million. That doesn't seem very likely so. at this point. And now, and I'm starting to see only because of, you know, I'm, I'm thinking a couple steps ahead. If they did go to a team, would I even care in terms of betting that team? Like, you know, he's like the fifth best running back last year in terms of yardage and, and touchdowns and everything. Like Martin, even if like the fifth best receiver, like if Stefan Diggs went to the Panthers, I'd be like, oh man, I want to take a look at that team a little more, right? It's just, um, they're right about the running back position. It doesn't move the needle anymore. I didn't know that if Zeke scores like five touchdowns this year, he better have odds for comeback player of the year. He won't win it, but he should have odds. He should have eyes. Well, he had a bunch of touchdowns. Touchdowns weren't the problem last year. Yeah. But as far as he has fallen, I mean, like you said, he had him taking snaps at center in the playoff game. Uh So there you go. But no, I don't think that uh, ultimately, but I don't think that Stephon Diggs would really make a huge difference either. It would be about who's the quarterback. So no, like, I know. I'm just thinking of like how I would think about something, uh, an offense running and everything. I don't know. I think it's just, uh, think, it's, uh, think real hard about this. Now, really put yourself in that situation. Dalvin Cook to the Dolphins. You don't think like, oh, my God, they are getting they are loaded up. If they if their two tackles work out, then what's wrong with that team? Uh-huh. I mean, sheesh, they really I, I know it's weird because to uh Here's the stink on Tua before the concussion thing. I as if I'm telling anybody that, uh, anything they don't know. Burrow and then Herbert. So it feels like a double whammy if you're a Dolphins fan or if you're looking at the Dolphins like, mm-hmm. boy, they got it wrong with Tua. They could have had Herbert and instead they got this guy who's a fraud as it turns out and everything else. But when Tua was out there with the Dolphins in 22, they could hang with anybody and did and beat the Bills. Oh, yeah. They, if you throw Dalvin Cook into that mix, too, on top of it, I don't see anything wrong with this team. Except I think you're right. For the lack the, of history. Yeah. It's just like, ah, what's two have done? We sure that this Mike McDaniels are uh, not just uh, a nerd hero. And all those questions mm-hmm. are valid, I guess. But look at what they did a year ago. They are They were great last year when he was out there, and now they're even better. Uh, I like Dalvin Cook on a Tua-led Dolphins team is uh, that that makes a difference. But that's my problem with the Dolphins. I just don't think he makes it to the finish line. And by the way, I was thinking about this. Uh, Kyla Murray, aside from like having to endure this injury, this is a big year for quarterbacks like Calvin Murray um, or Kyler Murray. Why am I calling him Calvin? Kyler Murray. Um, Calvin Murphy. You're thinking on, of Calvin Murphy. Oh, there's so much going on. Um, guys like. You know, Bryce Young and Tua kind of have to get through the season for Kyla Murray, right? Like the running backs got the stink all over him in the last year and a half. Small quarterbacks are going to be shown the door if I think this is the biggest year for small quarterbacks in a long, long time. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. They better work out. 
two of this thing, then you've perpetuated. Both of you guys, I think, have been like, ah, but yeah. he's going to get hurt, and we know that. Like he is too. Like he's a his does it, is his is his skull softer than the average quarterback's skull? No, it's because he can get ragdolled because he's slight. And if that's right. the case, then the Carolina Panthers, as you just said, should be awfully spooked about what awaits them. If that is a concern that is a, a legit concern going forward, then then you really have to get off of yeah. drafting guys like that. I mean, yeah, right. If right. Bryce Young, wait, Bryce Young gets but, knocked but, but out. But this year, more than any, right. this is this is the year, I think, like more than any for, uh, for you know, contracts and coming up. Yeah, I don't even know, like, that's not softer skull, but it's optics too, right, Martin? Like, a guy's going to get thrown down and, and, you know, Tua could be like, no, I'm fine. Like, no, 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 you're not fine. He could be taken out just because something looks bad. You know what I mean? That's where we are now with the NFL. And I'm not right. saying it's wrong. You're going to be, you know, you got to be right. careful, but uh, there's going to be more blue tents than maybe are called for. Sure. And that's probably a good thing. But like two, sure. like I know two concussions are like a hot button issue because he was the poster child of it last year, but two has been fragile his entire career. Like yeah. he's always gotten hurt. That's part of the reason why if I'm a Dolphins fan, I'm sick about this. And that's why I say maybe Tua is not staying upright, not necessarily because he might get a concussion. I wasn't wasn't overly concerned about that last year before he started to play. And it's just the fact that he got, you know, we assume we got three in a season. But he had tightrope surgery coming into the NFL. He's had several injuries as a part of the NFL already. And I that that would be a more of a concern for me. But I agree that. If Bryce Young doesn't work out, I think we're going to leave the – well, he's just like Drew Brees alone for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Because I think you're yeah. right. I think – I right. He's it, so it's funny. Small. I think that's right. Bryce Young, if he fails, then we'll go back to 10 years ago logic of like, you see, you just can't right. pick little guys. So we thought that you could because of Brees and Kyler Murray, but clearly that's, a, that's the but reason you can't. The thing about Kyler play. that I still think – Kyler's an outlier because Kyler runs like a 4-2-40. Like – Kyler could play of another professional sport. Like Kyler could play running back if he really wanted to return punts, but he's got a rocket for an arm, right? Like Bryce Young could only play yeah. quarterback. You know, like that's that's the only he doesn't have like absurd athleticism or you know, he's not running out of the pocket. He's not running to run. He's running to throw if he's running and they're moving the pocket. Well, Either way, it's a gigantic year for uh, not-so-gigantic players. I hate to do this, guys, but we're going to take a break, and then we're going to have to talk baseball. But it'll be interesting, I promise. We'll be right back. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words, Caesar's Rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app, it's an empire. You must be 21 and older and physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or maryland visit mdgamblinghelp.org or west virginia visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP colorado dc nevada wyoming kansas call 1-800-522-4700 indiana call 1-800-9-WITH-IT iowa call 1-800-BETS-OFF louisiana call 1-877-770-STOP Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. 
Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right, so yesterday, Michael Lorenzen for the Phillies throws a no-hitter. They picked him up and uh, ended up being a good trade, turns out. Um, Throws a no-hitter for the Phillies against the Nationals. And there's a crazy stat attached to this. And, Sheck, I sent this to Hench, and he just lost his mind. Um, four pitchers, and four pitchers only, have played in the major leagues after attending Fullerton Union High School in, right here in Fullerton, California. Did, did Big Tad go there, Sheck? He might have. Did he right. go to high school, Tad? Maybe he didn't go to high school. I'm not sure. Uh, seventh and now seventh grade four, dropout, yeah. Is that what it is? And now all four have thrown a major league baseball no-hitter. Holy Lorenzen, Walt, Walter Johnson, the big train, Mike Warren, who I didn't know of, Steve Busby, though, Shaq, that I remember the uh, baseball card. Royals, maybe, Steve Busby. That sounds uh, right. Those are the four. That's a that's a ridiculous stat. That will not be topped, I don't think. That might, I'll, I'll tell pitchers. you what, that legitimately might trump the, I can't think of the town in Western PA where Stan Musial and Ken Griffey Jr. are both from. Um, mm -hmm. And so Ken Griffey Jr. has only the second Denora. most hits. Denora has only the second most hits of Major League Baseball players born on that date um, in that wow. small town. And <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr., um, is only second. But check, this is like a, yeah, this a is tow worse, truck crazier. towing a tow truck, towing how many tow trucks? Right. I, I think that's how you should rate this. How many tow truck uh, stat is this? That is amazing. A four tow truck Yeah, and it stat? also yeah. might be the greatest deed by a Lorenzen in sports history. All, all oh. due respect to the, oh. hefty, the late hefty lefty and Lorenzen right. I, I think this might beat them both. Yeah. I, I love the, the hefty lefty. We'll always stick in my yeah. mind. I think just the feat of having the one guy having the two greatest nicknames in sports, the hefty lefty and the Pillsbury throw boy is a, uh, that will never be topped because you need three to do that. So I don't think that's happening. Um, By the way, real quick, famous, question, real quick yeah. question to interrupt. Cause I wanted to get in when you said Zeke Elliott, when yeah. we talked about it, it's a good question. Hall or nothing. Zeke Elliott. I know you guys are curmudgeons when we'll oh. say no to it, but listen, he, you know, 4,000 yard rushing seasons. Two of them led the mm -hmm. league career average of uh, four and a half yards. He's gotten into the end zone, rushing the ball alone 68 times, 12 more yeah. in the air, some high end teams, you know, got some MVP buzz along the way. 
Is that crazy to say he's he was- close? I, I I think he's close. I I you know I tend to kick everybody out, but I'm going to take your position here that he's lacking the the hardware. I think that's fair. Okay, Artie. the postseason hardware. Yeah, Martin I'd probably yeah. make an argument for his longevity too. I don't. I at no point thought Zeke Elliott was a Hall of Famer. What do you mean never? At what point? What would you think about it when he was dominating the league early in his career? I mean, he's not going to go. He's a, what, what is he now? Only seven. What's weird is Zeke Elliott's only played seven years in the NFL. That's yeah, a, I know. He hasn't like he's been around forever. Games. Like, he's yeah, not, I guess you're right. Yeah, okay. I, I can't I move along. See. Move along. I just I think he's a, stat, I love uh, these conversations. Michael Lorenzen was going to be, uh, so I thought your stat about Michael Lorenzen was going to be former Tigers to star uh, for other teams. Oh, that's that, your one, guy. that one. I mean, you could build a star roster of guys that have left from uh, the, the hands of Dave Dombrowski and uh, and uh, Scott Harris. He's a good immaculate grid guy. Yeah, Sheck. Now you have me looking. I think he has 80 touchdowns and 36 players have 90 or more and all but three are in the hall. So as Martin says, if you can latch on to a couple teams and get 10 touchdowns here or there, that's going to be. I mean, is it, if, if he gets to, you know, if he could scratch out another thousand yards and, you know, yeah. make a be a part of a team that, you mm-hmm. know, makes a run that is something memorable to the football world at large, maybe he can sneak in the back door. Unlikely, though. Does I mean, does he go in as a, a running back or as a center? That's, because, I mean, that's know, versatility. I mean, he's, he's, he's a football player. Exactly. That's what he is. He's Our a football player. player. That's got to be counted. Back to this Lorenzen thing and the weird uh, high school stat. Martin, most famous athlete from your high school? Who uh, it? Will Clark played uh, for he played the Jesuit. Um, I'm trying to think of guys that are in the NFL. There's actually a lot of athletes from my high school. That, uh, well, for, now that I'm thinking about it, I only considered Jesuit high school when I mentioned that, the one I went to in New Orleans. Uh, from Michigan. Okay. Brandon T. Jackson is probably the most famous person from my high school in Michigan. Who uh, or Donovan what Edwards, is, what who plays running back at Michigan now. All right, yeah, all right. Will Clark is the answer out of those names, right? I mean, it's got a that that's the one that knocked me over a little bit, knocked me back. Sheck, what about you? I'm just googling it now. I remember Chucky. Uh, there was a guy named Chucky Scales who played receiver for a little a little bit uh, at Pitt. That was pretty much the one when I was there. The only one of note. Who went on to do really? anything? David McCullough, the great, uh, the great author and uh, VO guy who passed away, went to my high school. But uh, that, but he wasn't that's an sport. athlete. Yeah, no, I don't think no, VOing no, no. is no. a sport per se. No. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know if we've ever had one. Ben Lasky, really? Ben wow. Lasky, my 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 main man who played uh, <laughs> off guard for uh, for the basketball teams that I was on. He was always good. He was competitive. Babyface, what about you? Uh, you're 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 right in the uh, Shaq's neighborhood, of right? Of course, of course. Curtis, well, he's Martin. got some good ones. Yeah, he's got Curtis Martin. Curtis Martin, oh, and I, I I would uh, for anyone that went to Alderdice, I have to shout out Coach Mark Whitgartner, who would sleep in his car overnight uh, in the school. Dewan Blair, Dewan Blair uh, from. Uh, no, the right. Blair, these, are, these are not these are not great names. I got. I, I, I didn't realize this, but uh, well, Deion Go Jones ahead. went to my high school, played uh, for the Falcons for a long time. Okay. Foster Moreau right. just beat cancer. He also went to my right. high school. Um, okay, but uh, the one that'll really set you back is uh, Rusty Staub, who I now just found out is a New York Mets. Oh, Hall that's famous. good. Went to my oh high yeah, oh yeah, definitely. We gotta, that's well. Will Clark is probably bigger than Rusty Staub, I would say. 
That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, for mine, I would say Devon Hughes and Ashley Massaro are, were uh, WWE wrestlers. And me, of course, being undefeated in the WWE. My, uh, Mikey Meatballs, am I missing someone from our high school? Michael went um, three or four years after I did. Uh, Afani Moma, he played for the Cardinals for a little bit. Had a few right. few teams. Uh, not fame, not very famous. No, Shame on you. I'm it. more famous than that guy. Okay. All right. Ooh, and, Super Bowl uh, champion Sky Moore went to my high school. Oh, really? Had a touchdown right. pass uh, in our most recent big game. Why do I feel Spaghetti's going to blow us away here? He's going to say himself. Go ahead, Spaghetti. It's 100. <laughs> it's me. It is me. Yeah. Is it really? It's wow. It's me. And in terms of like Good social media following and like notoriety that actually played a sport at Staten Island Technical High School, it is for sure me. Get that on Wikipedia. Is it on there mm. as a notable alum, sports alum? There's, I love our that. sports programs were not very good. We were a nerd high school. Um, we had low numbers. Mm. We had to combine with the vocational high school. It was it was as bad as it gets. Interesting. All right, we got to make a bigger deal. Wait, to play with sports, you're, to, to to field a team, you have to combine with another high school like the Seagulls in World War II. It's exactly right. <laughs> we we were Staten Island Technical High School. We um, combined with Ralph McKee Vocational High School, and I felt bad for those dudes. They used to have to like, travel from the North Shore down to Sta- uh, to South Shore or Mid Island kind of for practice uh, at our field because they didn't have any facilities. So we we had all the fields in Newdorp, and they had to come to to meet us. Um, the football team was not very good. Our golf team was, was solid basketball. <laughs> um, okay. Baseball solid, but like all in the lower level divisions, we were not nearly as good wow. as like the higher level Staten Island teams. All right. Yeah, well, oh! Spaghetti's in. Now, Eddie, well, hold on before, uh, before we move on, Eddie, would your brother argue that it's him and not you? I mean, my brother played at Maris, so I, I have no, uh, he was going to beat me there, but like, I mean, between us, he just needs to be a little more famous. Yeah. I'm doing it it with my hand next one up between us and anyone listening. Like who was the better football player? (laughs) I mean, you guys, guys Uh, let's get James on the phone and see what he thinks about it. He he, he, he played NFL guys at Maris, like guys that went on the NFL eventually. And he's way bigger than me. So, um, James, I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I, com- All right. I completely forgot that a person I'm actually friends with, Matthew Judon, went to my high school. I met that's where we oh, became really? friends. Four-time Pro Bowler. Okay. Hey, by the way, play of the day for today. I'm taking Matthew Judon's team. Uh, we got some football tonight. There's two games, and I have not learned anything in however many years of gambling. Billy Walters would write me off forever if he knew I was playing a two-team teaser in a preseason <laughs> affair here. And if he knew the number of teasers I played anyway, Patriots plus 10 and a half. If you add the seven over the Texans and the Vikings plus 10 and a half over Seattle, that's a teaser pays minus 125. The only thing dumber check than betting a preseason team to win is betting that they'll blow out their opponent. Therefore I'm taking double digit numbers with the Vikings and Patriots. I have faith in Bailey Zappi uh, for the Pats and uh, Jaron Hall, the BYU, the six rounder for the Vikings take the abundance of points and at least enjoy the first half before the blowout occurs. That's my teaser check. What do you like? I, I, I'm resentful of even having to dip into the NFL preseason tab. Mine is set to Come September on. 7th. I'm looking at lions chiefs, the home team defending champs laying six and a half. Let's go to the real stuff already. I'm tired of this jive. <laughs> 
CJ Stroud is playing. Oh, and guess what, everybody? He looks good so far. That's the that that's the inside scoop. Is that right? He's looking oh, they good. They should hold on to him. And now they're playing. He should make the cut then. He should make the 53 man cut, I think, <laughs> if they really like him. Yeah. I forget. Oh, it was TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> when he got yeah. drafted, we talked to him about 20 minutes after he he got taken. And I and I was laughing where I was going to say with him, but he didn't laugh as much as I did. I was like, it'd be funny if you got cut though. Right. I mean, like you would maybe not in the moment, but like a couple of weeks after you would laugh about it, that right. you didn't make the team. Um, the, uh, the, so the Texans are playing the Patriots. Good news. CJ Stroud did get a letterman jacket when he was at Ohio state. So he should definitely wear that like Texans of the past have before they play the Patriots. I'm going under 37 and a half on this game. I, what what mm-hmm. what is the reason to um that 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 number's so high a week removed from thirty three? It doesn't seem right to me. So I'll do yep. that. But with, with with the with the important asterisk, I don't want to do this. I, I it's preseason football. <laughs> I have dignity. It's football. It's football. We got to bet football. Okay. That's where we are. Okay. You listening, Billy Walters? Martin, you hit on and out. You went over last week on the Thursday game, the uh, Hall of Fame game. You won. Uh, you going football today or a little, little baseball? Uh, I was going to do a little baseball parlay here, but as I was sitting here, literally, as you guys were making your picks, I was going to do a little Phillies Red Sox parlay. But then I thought, they're playing the Nationals and the Royals on August 10th. What could go wrong? Everything. Everything could go wrong. Then I remembered how you two jokers bet baseball games on the night of the Hall of Fame game. And I was like, you know what? I've got to take the first half under. That's what I got to do. Take okay. the first half under in this same uh, New England, uh, uh, same New England Texans game. Uh, Bailey Zappi might not even be able to play. According to some oh, of the interviews, everything reports. I read was good. What this morning I read, he was good, good to go. Oh. No, well, I'm man, still maybe, going. Well, I'm that still game going. maybe is good to go. I don't know. But shout out to Brian Kelly for making sure his injury reports are going to be more, uh, more, more, more succinct this year, so we can get through it. But, Patriots uh, yeah. better. Uh, Patriots defense better score some touchdowns because I don't know where those points are coming from in a preseason game when you know a Belichick ain't laying it out there. He's not going to show you anything, right? and they're not going to try and grind them for four quarters or anything to buy it. This feels like a gimme, but yeah. I like the, I like the first half under as well. Cause I feel, you know, I wonder, you, yeah. don't, you never know. Once you get all these guys, you literally never heard of out on the field, like, you know, guys trying to make careers for themselves, that fumble mm. becomes a, a fumble six in a way that, you know, he's like, I got to make this team as he's running down the 30 yard line with the ball. So, uh, right. yeah, I'm taking the first half under there. I wonder, it's not available now, but if at halftime we bet the second half's under, it does seem like now you got third string quarterbacks and now you got longer drives pr- provided there aren't turnovers and stuff like that. I know you got third string everything in there, but uh, that's something to keep an eye on. I, better, I bet there's not a ton of points scored in the second half. I know they adjust, but uh, all right, that's what we got. There we go. Preseason football. It's the greatest. We'll be right back. And then we're going to talk about getting to the real thing 28 days from now. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, 28 days until kickoff. Shaq's right. That's the real thing. Um, it's four weeks from Thursday. Today's Thursday. The greatest 28s. One of them has been mentioned already. The greatest number 28 of all time. you got a lot of running backs to choose from. Shaq? Who is the greatest? Well, the the greatest of them is um, a controversial thing is, you know, styles. Um, uh, this It becomes controversial if you like Adrian Peterson over Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk, the more dominant guy, but not a grinder, not a handful the way Adrian Peterson is. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who inexplicably isn't in the hall of fame who's kind of feels to me like he should be more in the conversation with those two names. I just said is Fred Taylor. I don't get why mm-hmm. he's not in the hall of fame. You got Daryl green, of course, one of the what mm-hmm. 10 or 12 best corners. And the guy who I feel sad was is uh Joe Cribs was 28, right? Or was he 20? Oh yeah. Or was he, I love oh, Joe. Cribs. I remember 20 bills running back. I right? think I, you know what? So I take that one back. Joe, Joe Cribs would have been a hall of famer if not for the USFL. If he hadn't, uh, he was yeah. 20. If he hadn't wasted his time in with the Birmingham stallions, he was on track. He was great. He's go back and watch. If you, if you're looking to watch real football, instead of this uh, civil war reenactment jive, go watch the jets and bills. Great playoff game from 81, 82 ish. You'll be glad mm-hmm. you did. It's a fun one. Uh, yeah, that's Richard Todd, Joe Ferguson, yep. right? Those guys are like, okay. Uh, Curtis Martin was mentioned. He's the oh, other Curtis one Martin, right. that you might consider in that. Uh, Chris Johnson. I mean, oh, yeah. covered like probably three fantasy football magazines in a row. Uh, you mentioned Fred Taylor, Darren Woodson, I would say, um, you know, a little bit of a number that, bias there. that haunted young Martin, 28, between Marshall Falk on the greatest show on turf and yeah. Akeem drops the ball and the Saints and the Rams and those NFC West matchups way back when. Oh, yeah. So let's cast and our votes. Who's the best? Falk or Peterson? Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse getting me. Getting there. Work done. We got to see twice a year. Oh, yeah. And then every mm-hmm. time he would, every time he was on the broadcast. He was great. He was great. The story was how he was building houses for people who were underprivileged. So it was really hard to hate this guy who's just running through my team, him and Mike Allstott. I shout out to the last great fullback, Mike Allstott. And uh, 
You got the double whammy too. You got the double whammy because he was on two of your division rivals. So you had to root for against right. good guy Warwick Dunn on two stops. Yeah, it's a tough mm-hmm. one. So, but I would have to say Adrian Peterson is my favorite 28 because I will never forget when he dropped that ball on the two-yard line in the NFC Championship game and the Minnesota <laughs> Vikings did That's not score. That's not fair. <laughs> but is he the best? I'm gonna, I'll am i go with no, Marshall Falk. I think Falk. I'm going Falk. Yeah. AP was crazy. I know. I feel you, though, because Marshall Falk can catch the ball, too. I mean, those three, I mean, how many, like I made a joke about the fantasy football magazine covers, but Peterson, Falk, and Chris Johnson, if you take the main, that they probably made the front of 10 or 11 of those, right? True. Those are amazing years for those guys. Here's a good what if. Uh, if Trent Green yeah. hadn't gotten hurt, would that Rams team have made that run? There's a case to be made that they would have oh, given wow. what Trent Green did when he went with Vermeil to KC. He was awfully productive. Right. I think they would have, and no knock on Kerr Warner, who absolutely deserves the gold jacket and all the rest of it. Marshall Falk was the critical player of the greatest show. Oh my God. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, The greatest. And uh, again, back to fantasy. I was in a fantasy finals and I was tied and it's funny. It was Warwick Dunn. The other guy had Warwick Dunn and I had Marshall Falk and Marshall Falk had 41 points and Warwick Dunn had 42 points. Hmm. Uh, it was insane. I lost, but that guy, yeah, he was, uh, he would just the numbers would rack and rack and rack. You could you couldn't even keep track of them. Um, I'm being told Ronaldo was number twenty eight too, but we don't care as much, right? Different football. He was. I didn't know that. I thought they all like the stars all know. were single digits in soccer. The I small know. ones, right? Right? Yeah. I thought right. we didn't there pay attention go. to European numbers after the Taylor Swift Beyonce debate. <laughs> wow, Martin gets the last word. You're right. European numbers don't matter. Uh, all right, so that's gonna do it. Check minus three. Oh yeah, it was Nick a good Costa, one. With, one we, we had a good one with Hench earlier in the week, and today we had Costos. I'm not saying anything. You have to listen to it. But all I'll leave you mm-hmm. with is this: one big New York Giants fan calls another big New York Giants fan a clown. Oh no! You gotta listen. Well, who do you who do you bet oh, it is? Man. Who calls whom a clown? Initially, I would have thought Nick called Eddie a clown, but now I'm thinking it through, mm-hmm. and it might have been. I know Eddie doesn't want to, you know, uh, insult the guests. Oh, he's insulted Nick many could, guests. Could, he's insulted no, many and, guests. Uh, no, I know, I know, but I think uh, he used it as a last resort. But Nick could bring him to. I'm going to say Eddie called Nick a clown. Okay, Martin. I think that Eddie probably called Nick a clown, but not necessarily directly as you are a clown. More oh, like I think it was. Only it a was. clown yeah. would have such an opinion of Daniel. I'm not going to let you know, but I spaghetti. Right. The line was, "You are a clown, right? You're a clown, right?" That was the line that was said on the podcast. Okay. I think Spaghetti is like, you know what? I'm the most accomplished athlete from my high school, and this guy's a clown, <laughs> and I'm going to let him know about it. All right, so that's minus three. All Check right. that out on the minus three feed. That's another episode of Extra Points. I want to remind everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites.